ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Relationships Rule. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and my special guest today is Tom Schwab from Interview Valet. And I love the name of his organization, his company, and it's all about podcasts, but from a specific um, perspective. So first of all, welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you, Janice. I am thrilled to be here. And I would say it's all about podcasts, but it's also about relationships with podcasts. Absolutely. It certainly is. Let me just say at the beginning here, though, that Tom is the author of two books, Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy, called The Bible of Podcast Guesting. And I just finished it, so I totally get that. It it really is everything you need to know about being a guest on a podcast. And Tom's new book, One Conversation Away, A Manifesto for a Rich Life and a Profitable Profitable Business. And I haven't read that yet, but I can't wait to get my hands on it. Because really, as Tom said, that one conversation away, it's really all about um, relationships. And you know, I love relationships. You say at the beginning of this book, um, Podcast Guest Profits, that no matter what tactics you use, Marketing at its core is a discussion with someone who could be an ideal customer. Marketing is a conversation. Can you talk to me about that? Yes. And I think there's good marketing and there's bad marketing. And the people that understand that, you know, good marketing is the one that that starts to to question things, starts to introduce you to new ideas. Um, It's interesting. It's entertaining. It keeps you thinking afterwards. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't be marketing to the entire world, right? There's, you can't say enough of the right things to the wrong people or the wrong things to the right people. So sometimes that marketing is, has to be very, very specific and targeted. And that's one of the things that I love and I loathe about um, marketing today, right? With digital marketing, it's so easy to reach so many people, right? Um, If you want to call it blast or whatever, right? Um, And, you know, people will talk about breaking through the noise, right? Let's be honest. Most of us just, just adding to the noise and yelling (laughs) louder and louder. And it's the people that are selling us the megaphones that are saying, yell louder. What I love about digital marketing today is that ability to niche down and talk to just those people you want, be it on a a, a podcast, be it on a podcast interview, and really connect with them. Uh, There's a lot of problems in the world today, but there's no better time to be alive with all of the tools that we have as small business owners. Absolutely. And yet it still comes down to talk to me. Don't just send me a message like blindly or blankly. So I want to just get into for a second your business because it's fascinating. So I met you because somebody from your organization reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in having 
um, somebody on my podcast that was a client of your company's because what your company, well, you tell us what your company does first. And then I want to, I want to give you this example that is kind of really interesting. Okay, go ahead. You'll probably say it better than I do, but what we do is we introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all. That's our entire mission. What's it mean? We work with authors, coaches, speakers, brands to get them on targeted podcast interviews so they can tap into other people's audiences. They can get that no like, and trust, and they can build their brand and their business. Okay. So I couldn't say it better than that. Seriously. (laughs) I can say is back to that piece that I was uh, sent an email by somebody in your company. um, One of your client um, managers or client, Mm -hmm. yeah, client managers who was working for that client to find them the right podcasts to be uh, a guest on. And, um, and the email that I got uh, was was a really good one. It gave me lots of information so that I was curious enough to find out if I thought there was a fit. Okay, now this wasn't it, but I got this one yesterday. Listen, it's a it's I don't even know who this person is. It's got no um, uh, signature of any sort or anything. It says I w- it doesn't even say hi Janice or anything. It just says I would love to set up an interview for you on my clients. This is somebody asking me to be a guest. I would love to set up an interview for you on my client's top rated Apple podcast, Loans on Demand. You're a perfect fit for my client's show. Please let me know if I get you booked to come on. Now, I I looked at this guy's address and it is a company. And, um, but like, does he look at my stuff? Does he know who I am, what I do? Loans on demand? What does that have to do with building relationships, right? So when I got this message from your uh, client manager, I was really intrigued because it was a lot of detail. It made sense. It was a fit. And, but I still like to have a chat first with the person. So that was fine. So I also reached out to your client manager because I thought, well, if she picked it right on this time, it would be great to have more guests from this company because I'm impressed with how it works. And ironically, it was Diana. And Diana said, I think you should meet my boss because he's all about relationships. And it was like magic, right? Because I felt like I'd come home when I met you. So I know that you, and I've read it somewhere that you're like, you, um, Yours is like a concierge service. You treat people with kid gloves and it just shone through so amazingly. And that's why I know that relationships are so important to you. And of course that clicks for me because that's what I'm all about. So talk to people, you know, um, make them feel important. And um, I don't know where I was going with that, except that I wanted to share it and, and, and say that I can see that what you do is top-notch. Well, thank you. And one of our, you know, you hit on a couple of our core values there. And our first core value is relationships are the ultimate currency. And the third one is in this digital age of automation, it's the personal touch that makes the difference, right? Instead of just sending out those mass emails, right? And what that email that you got in the industry, that's called a Trojan podcast. Uh, That was that was a sales call and they're going to bring you in for a 30 minute interview and ask you all about your business and sell you something. 
probably will never, ever get aired, right? Um, and one of the things, going back to what I love and what I loathe about marketing today is it's so easy, but there's so many people are out there and they're pitching, right? And I, the word pitch, I don't get that. And you know, I know where it comes from, where you pitch an idea, but when did we go to pitching people, right? You don't pitch, um, you know, you don't pitch um, people, you pitch inanimate objects, right? When somebody introduced me to my bride, they didn't say, hey, Tom, let me pitch you, Karen. I, I think you'll really like her. No, it's like introduce, right? And we need to focus on that um, to make the world more human, make marketing more human, because I think people at the end of the day uh, are really, really, really tired of all the transactions. We know we're, when we're in a funnel, we know when it's a, a scam, um, but when there's that, that honest connection uh, that you get through podcasting, through um, things that may not strike you as, oh, this is so scalable. I don't know if it's scalable, but boy, you know what? It really connects with your ideal people. And I think that's what we really need to focus on. How can we serve with our marketing, not reach just more people? Because, you know, more is not better. Better is better. Right. And um, that was something else that I um, heard that heard you say, which I thought was really interesting. Um, one of your uh, things on your one sheet says, the future is rich audio not outdated video. And I wondered if that was connected to the, um, the I don't know if it was case studies or a, um, a, a research that you did around conversion from blogs and conversions from um, podcasting. Maybe that's different, but because uh, neither one of those are video. <laughs> so, well, yeah, they are sometimes, but um, some podcasts are, are video and some are not. But um, all around, let's start with the future is rich audio, not outdated video. That comes from a book um, called The Leadership Literacies uh, by a guy by the name of um, Svensson out of Stanford University. Okay. And it's an observation that he made. And when I first heard about it, I thought, Oh, I, I heard that wrong because I was listening to it on a podcast and I, I rewound it and I'm like, no, maybe he said it wrong. So I read his book and in print, he said that too. And when he explained it, it made a whole lot of sense. When did he write that? Like how recent was that? Uh, it was about four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And his point was, is that often audio lives on forever, mm. right? It's less timely becomes outdated less, right? Whereas video can become not only quickly outdated, but it can become judgmental too. And let me give you an example here. I think about when first time I took my kids to see Star Wars, I was so excited. They probably laughed at the special effects with that, right? Or um, this podcast or evergreen content, right? There's somebody that's going to be listening to this five years from now. Mm -hmm. We still, we still will sound the same, mm -hmm. but if they were watching us, would they look and go, wow, look at his lapels, right? Look at yes. that fashion. Look at how outdated it was. Yes. And this really struck me. Oh, a few years ago, my niece was uh, studying for her real estate exam and they had told her to, to listen to some of these things. And she reached out to me and she goes, uncle Tom, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? I think you would really <laughs> like him. And she was listening 
uh, to Zig's recordings. And to her, it was very funny, topical, all the rest of this. I didn't have the guts, guts to tell her, honey, that was probably born or recorded before you were born and Zig's been dead for years, right? Yeah. To her, she was judging it by the content, not how wide his lapels were. Yes, that's a great um, example and makes so much sense. And I love it because um, I love seeing uh, new audiences come to things that are so special. So yeah, that makes total sense. And um, yeah, um, I I have on my uh, LinkedIn profile uh, and on my featured section, uh, a podcast interview that I did I think five or six, six or seven years ago, but it was the very first interview that I did. And it was all around um, baby boomers and uh, uh, entrepreneurship. And it was about LinkedIn. And this guy was asking me about LinkedIn and so on. And I just, um, there's a new feature on LinkedIn where now they show you on the featured section, the date or the time frame where you put that up and it said seven years ago or something like that. I can't remember. And I thought, oh, some of these things you have to be current, otherwise it looks ridiculous. But I couldn't get rid of that one because I listened to it again. And it was like an omen for me. It was my my good luck charm. It was my first thing around podcasting that I'd ever done. And it was evergreen. It still makes sense today what was on there. So I left it there. It's hidden because it's the, the oldest one on there. But you know what? It worked for me. And and um, and now I'm a podcaster and, uh, and, it, and it's special. So I liked that. And so that's to your point as well. It didn't get outdated because of my hairstyle or something like that. It's video, it's audio, right? So that, that's, that's amazing. You, um, you make a statement, uh, find peace and clarity on the other side of an awkward 10 minute conversation that intrigued me. Can you speak to that for us? That that's one of those things that I always tell myself and remind myself. Um, often we have these superficial conversations and you can even hear them on podcasts. And what's the difference between, you know, a good podcast and a great podcast. Often it's just that follow question of, of tell me more, or why did you do that? Something like that. And digging deeper, um, the world doesn't need more superficial things. And, um, I just look at it now. It's like, if we're going to have a conversation, um, it's okay if it gets awkward in there. Let's, let's both get on the same um, understanding at the other end so that there's no confusion, right? You can either have the awkward conversation at the beginning or at the end, but you're going to have that awkward conversation. So I, I, I think um, in marketing, that's important, right? Don't, don't put surprises at the end. Right. I had a boss in the Navy that said only kids and clowns like surprises. Unless you're selling to kids and clowns, there should be no surprises. And people will say, well, if I tell them about it at the beginning, maybe it'll scare them off. And I'm like, good. Right. Well, let's have a clear, frank conversation up front of this is what we do. This is what we serve because you don't have to attract everyone. Just want to, you want to use those conversations to attract the right people and repel the wrong people. And I don't mean wrong that they're wrong yeah. or you're wrong, but you're a bad fit. You're just wasting their time and your time. So let's be clear about that up front. So when your prospects come to you and want you to represent them, 
um, to get them on podcasts and they see that as a marketing investment so that they can get themselves out there for exactly what you say, because that way they get to other audiences and um, and uh, attract more people to come, the right people to come and work with them. So do you ever, how, let's put it this way, how often would you say to someone, you know, we're not a fit, I can't, I can't get behind you? Or, you know, does that happen in your industry, in your work too? Oh, it, it, it happens a lot. And I never say, you know, we're not a good fit. What I'm always looking at is, can I, am I confident that I can bring you incredible results, mm-hmm. right? Because to me, there's two answers in life. There's heck yes, and there's no, right? Mm-hmm. And when somebody comes to us, I want to, I'm looking for a long-term client, long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, am I confident that I can bring you great results? And there's a couple of filters we look on that. First of all, you know, there's three things that we have found are important in getting conversions. The first one's the message, right? Um, Do you have stories to tell, not just a product to sell? If you just have an infomercial, it won't work. Mm -hmm. Market, right? Do you know who you want to talk to? And do you have something that can help them? So the third one is machine, right? We'll talk to them and say, hey, looking, looking at your website or your social media, there's some things you need to do, right? Because if you're on a podcast, I don't care how good the interview is, first thing somebody's going to do is go to your website and go to your social media, right? If, you're, if your website looks like it was built in Y2K and your social media looks like you're in the witness protection plan, it won't work, right? So we'll tell them, go back, do this, then come back to us. And ultimately, I, I love how you phrase the question because so many people do that. They're like, can you help me get on podcasts? And I'm like, there's 2.6 million podcasts out there, right? Technically, there's only 400,000 that are active, but you don't need help getting on one, right? Your question is, can you help me grow my brand and my business with podcast guesting? And that's what we really focus on. So we always go through a discovery call and say, um, do you have that message market machine? Is there something you need to do? Do you fall within our verticals, right? We don't, we just focus on three main verticals of podcasts, right? Business by far is our biggest one. Mm -hmm. Then we have health, nutrition, and wellness and faith and spirituality. So if somebody comes to us and says, I want to talk about sports or politics or, or movies, uh, it might work for you, but we don't do that. We don't have those relationships there. Um, You know, we would not serve them best. Okay. So now I'm a podcaster and Diana reached out to me for this person? Do I now get into some kind of uh, system so that she, you know, next time someone, one of your clients is the right fit, she knows because she's got the list of who, you know, worked for that last person, or is that a general um, pod that all of your managers, you know, uh, have access to? And does that mean that, you know, I can look forward to another real good fit someday? Yes. And yes. Okay. So with that, it's not only that Diana has it, she's putting it in our database. She's tagging it in different ways of what you're looking for, because there was that discussion of, you know, what kind of clients are you looking for? Who's your audience? She's getting all of that information. We also license probably a 
dozen different databases. Um, so we're pulling that data in mm-hmm. and we're getting feedback after every interview. So after this interview, you know, Diana's going to send me an email and she's mm-hmm. going to send you an email. Mm-hmm. And because we want to get better as a company, but we also want our um, clients to get better. So, you know, we'll send a follow-up email and, and get some um, f- feedback. And so if you said, oh, Tom was nice, but you got to find better guests than that, right? Um, I've never heard somebody say, ah, and ah, so many times. That's me. That's how I talk. Well, if you put that back, we would take that and always put it into our database and always be on the lookout because we've got two customers really, right? We've got the guest who hires us, but then we've also got the host that we serve. Mm -hmm. And we always want to make it easy for you to say yes to an interview valet guest. It was so funny because my, my, after my interview with, it was with Aurora Winter, one of your clients. And after that interview, and I enjoyed talking to her so much that my natural instinct was to talk to Diana and to say, Hey, Diana, you and I need to like get on zoom. Cause I want you to see who I am and, you know, have a chat. So you'll remember me for next time. That was my natural instinct. And I don't know if that happens very often with, with um, your staff, but I, and then of course I sent her a card. Well, we've got 35 team members in Europe, North America, and now I can say South Africa too, because we've got one of our nomads that's down in uh, Cape Town, South South Africa, but we love connecting with, with podcast hosts. We go to all the different meetings, right? We're, we're there live at those, but you know, it's not just a, an email, you know, dear Janice, I hope this day finds you well, you know, that pitch we'd much rather, you know, um, communicate with you the way you want to be. Some clients will say, Hey, can we, you know, can you text me the information? Can you send it via social media email? Um, I can remember one time there was one of our, um, managers, um, that was in Michigan and there was snow all around. And one of the hosts lived in Hawaii and he mentioned one time that he missed the snow. And so the next time she reached out to him, she went outside, took a video of the snow and, you know, introduced a client. He went out on the beach and did a video and said, I would love to have them. And that became their new thing for years. Uh, he lives now in Florida, but they still, when they communicate, uh, they'll show each other sort of what's in their, in their world. That's, that's special. That really is special. Um, there was something I wanted to just ask, and now it's gone from my head. Um, silent pause, pregnant pause, um, 10 minute awkward conversation. No, it wasn't that it was, um, Oh, I know it was. So you write in your book podcast guest profits, that it's, it's really important for the person who's going out on their own and trying to, um, become a guest on people's podcasts. And they, um, they, um, make a list of who, you know, who they want, whose podcast they want to be on. And then they do some specific things, which you outline really well in your book um, to get noticed, to see if you can get that attention and so on. So the thing that I find as a host is that's frustrating is sometimes I'll say to um, a possible guest who maybe I'm having that initial conversation with, um, you know, uh, 
couple of basic questions. Like, I hope you've heard a, a couple of my podcast episodes, so you know my style. And secondly, and by the way, I said that to somebody once who was asking to get on my podcast and she wrote, this was by email at first, but I had talked to her before. And she said to me, I don't make a habit of listening to podcasts. Then why would I have you on my podcast? Right? Like it made no sense to me. Okay. So that's the first thing. And the second piece that I want to ask your opinion around is um, the marketing or the publicity promotion around that podcast episode after. Now, um, there are people who will say, you know, like it's important for me to promote the podcast episode because that's my podcast, but it's probably even more important to have the guest do it. From They don't necessarily see that, but it is important for them because I have an audience too. And that's the whole point of what they were doing. So can you comment on that and, oh. and how to, I mean, maybe you instill that in your guests, but they don't all do, my guests don't all do that. We teach it and we highly, highly recommend it. You know, if you don't do those things, you're, you're not going to have another campaign, uh, another season with Interview Valet. And first of all, I, you had mentioned my book, and um, this is not a teaser to buy my book. If anybody wants a copy of it, um, you can get a free copy. Just go to interviewvalet.com. We'll put it up at Relationships Rule, and you can get a free copy there. I but that in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. So this is this isn't a tease. Of, no, no, no. You, you've got to uh, find find the book to get this. But I'd like to frame it in two ways. First, becoming a guest. Right. Let's forget podcast for a second. Let's focus on the word guest. So let's change this. Right. What if Janice invites me over to her house to introduce me to? all of her friends that would be ideal customers, right? Hmm. That's what she's doing on a podcast. It's just, there's no food. So, <laughs> and there's more friends and there's no travel. Right. So what would you do as a guest? Well, you would show up on time. You would do some research beforehand, right? Is this a barbecue or is this um, a, uh, a formal dinner, right? right? You would be gracious to the host. You would come there to serve. You'd be a gracious guest and you'd get around a lot longer. Maybe, maybe you'd listen to a previous episode if you're on a podcast, or maybe you've call somebody and say, Hey, I know last year you went to, to Janice's uh, summer picnic. What was it like? Right? Perfect. So focus on being a gracious guest. So mm -hmm. that's the first thing. And part of that is also on the promotion afterwards. And we, you know, every month we put out a different educational um, resource. And last month we put out the 2022 ultimate guide to repurposing and promoting your interviews. So I'll put a copy of that on that same page there, but it's all the best practices. And why wouldn't you, right? For one, it's like sending a thank you to the host, right? To acknowledge that you enjoyed that. But if you were on, as seen on TV, right? People used to put that on everything. Right. Well, well, why wouldn't you do that now as seen or as heard on different podcasts? There's that social credibility. If you thought that it was worth your time to get in front of Janice's audience, well, why wouldn't you want to stay in front of them by posting it on social media, right? And guess what? If you tag the host, 
mm-hmm. all the host's friends, all, all the people that follow that are going to see that also. So I, I think that it can be very transactional if you don't do it. And over the long term, it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. We had one client that came to us and she had um, worked with a, another agency and they were just, you know, hey, just get on an interview. It was transactions. Right. Mm-hmm. She never promoted. She never repurposed anything. And she didn't get any results from it. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half later, she was doing another podcasting tour with a, a new product, right? Doing another cycle, which we teach. Um, and she had a bad reputation with the podcasters. You know, she's like, oh, these podcasts would be great. We ag- agreed. We reached out and they're like, yeah, you know, she was on a couple of years ago and we were really disappointed. She didn't promote it. And that was the common theme out there. And it's like, you just shot yourself in the foot. One of the things we talked to about is you now have a bad reputation in the podcasting community and that podcast community is rather small. And we ended up getting another speaker from their company and uh, told them, you know, please, for the love of God. And they did promote the episodes, um, repurpose it uh, because you don't want the company to be known bad. on that because you'll never be able to use this marketing channel again. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. So that makes me think too, that sometimes I have nabbed a higher end um, guest for my podcast. And that in a way has been a detriment because they're the kind of people that they're, they don't need me. They don't promote what, you know, they think they're doing me a favor. And Everybody thinks that, oh, if I get a, if I get a big guest, if I get Tony Robbins, if I get uh, Dave Ramsey, if I get Seth Godin, you know, they're going to reach out to their, their audience. They're going to promote this and I'm going to be famous. And guess what? They're probably doing 10 other 30 minute interviews that same day to, to, to promote their stuff. They're not going to promote you. Uh, And just to share a story here, one of the most interesting guests that had a huge impact on a show um, was a, uh, a great podcast called Front Row Dads. And I remember John Vroman one time asked me, you know what, what dads have really impressed you? And I mentioned a couple and I said, there was a, a guy that I went to college with, right? He is now uh, an admiral. He's um, uh, a pilot. And through all of this, he, you know, was a geographical bachelor for a while, but he kept his family together. He's got a great family, all the rest of this. I said, I'd love to introduce you to him. And I don't think I even said his rank at the time. And so Greg and John connected there. They figured out a time for the, um, the interview. They start the interview and Greg says, um, hey, um, some things are going on here. I think I've got 45 minutes for the, um, for the interview. But right now I'm off the coast of South Korea. Um, and if they need me, I'll have to go. And John's like, oh, okay, well, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm the admiral in charge of the, of the carrier battle group up here, right? So he has this interview with them. Greg has a great time about it because he can talk about different things. You know, John loves this, this guest that he's never heard of. Nobody else has ever heard of. And guess what? When the guest gets off, he starts telling everybody in the carrier battle group what a fun time that he had on the front row dad's podcast. When he got back to the Pentagon, 
he was still talking about it. So it tapped into it. And, you know, John's podcast grew so much in the military community just from one quote unquote unknown guest. Great story. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, So um, as we come slowly getting out of this interview, I like to share, I like to ask my guests, one specific question, because it's really close to my heart. My favorite word is curiosity. And I'm always about being curious. And I love it with my little granddaughter, watching her be curious and, and um, working with her on that. Um, And so my question is two parts. One, do you think curiosity is innate or learned? And second part, what are you most curious about these days? That is a great question. And I believe that curiosity is innate and life drags it or life kills it. Maybe schooling kills it too. And my word for this year, I don't know if you can see it up there. It's insatiable curiosity 2021. And I know it's more than one word, but after all we've been through, I give myself extra. 2022, right? I can see the sort of. Yep. Insatiable curiosity, 2022. I've got a plaque in my office there. And that really came from, like you said, um, COVID had been hard and I found myself getting very judgmental and I found myself thinking this is right. This is wrong. And, and snapping, I'm smart. I can snap to answers right away. And then I would see my grandchildren, um, seven and five. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they're they're my best business coach ever. They're always learning. And I think the reason that kids are always learning is because they're curious. And I wanted to be that way. You know, when somebody's a sarcastic or a cynic, it just means they they've lost curiosity. They, they're not learning anymore. So I think we, we start out life as, as being very, very curious and then at a certain age, we know everything, right? Yes. I was never, I was never smarter than when I was 18 years old. Right. right. And then all of a sudden you realize that there's more to learn. And I think it ebbs and flows, but when I have the most growth in my life, when I have the most happiness um, is always when I'm the most curious. Love it. That's a great answer. Thank you so much for that. Um, do you listen to podcasts every day? When do you listen? And, and how many podcasts do you listen to? How do you find the podcasts that you want to listen to? All those questions. Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I always joke that I, uh, I listen to 2X as I run at half X. Um, I, can, <laughs> I, I, listen, I listen to podcasts sped up so my mind doesn't wander. And typically I will listen to our clients, you know, first or second podcast so I can learn them and also give them feedback. So that's a lot of the podcasts I listen to. The other thing is um, a lot of times people will tell me about a podcast, right? I think discoverability is still such an amazing thing. You know, if somebody says, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I thought of you, you know, check out this episode. Those are the ones that, uh, that get added, but um, um, I'm big into multitasking. So I'm either walking, okay. Running. um, We'll say that with air quotes or, you know, outside doing um, chores or something. Right. Um, and that's great because I know I forget to speed them up and I need to do that too. So I, that's a good point. Um, I also um, was thinking that um, 
Oh, I read in the paper the other day about somebody's new podcast and, and it was, it was um, one of those true crime kind of con- uh, podcasts. And I actually hope I didn't throw it away because it sounded intriguing. Do you ever listen to those types of podcasts ever? I, I do. So I like those podcasts and I like um, history. Mm. Um, the older I get, the more I like history. Mm-hmm. Um and then a lot of times I'll just listen to um, audible books, right? So my definition of a, a long three-day weekend um, is if I look at a book and go, you know, oh my gosh, this, you know, this book on John D. Rockefeller um, is whatever, 14 hours long. And it's like a four-day weekend. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can get that done this weekend. And um, it, it, it always gives me something to think about. Cool. Um, I listen, I don't often listen to um, those true crimes and things like that, but I listened to one that just was amazing. It was like an old radio show. It felt like, cause it had all the sound effects and everything and all the different character accents and so on and, and different people were in it. It was called um, S star S town, which was like, okay. And I've heard of that one. Yep. Oh, it was, it was fascinating. It was like seven episodes. I couldn't, I stopped listening to it. So I, I must go back and do that again because that's kind of fun. Anyway, this has been delightful and uh, informative. And I know I could ask you a zillion more questions and um, I'm probably going to have to ask you to come back and hope you will, because I think that, of course, it's right in my bailiwick. I love talking about podcasting and learning about it more and more. So thank you so much for you, for for your information, for your humor, for your stories, and for Interview Valet, because that's how we met. And is there one last thing you would like to share with my audience? Well, thank you, Janice, and thank you for the um, inviting me uh, to be here. Um, and I would just, the last theme, theme or thing I'd like to touch on is one of my favorite things is what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. We always discard what we know and overemphasize what other people know. And I think the people that get out there on podcasts, blogs, sharing ideas, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing, right? I've learned these lessons from other people so that I can share them. So I would encourage you what's ordinary to you is amazing to others, you know, share that as a podcast host, as a podcast guest videos, however you can. Uh, If I can do it from Kalamazoo, Michigan, you can do it from where you are. And if we can be of any help. You talked about that in your book about being an expert and not, you don't have to be the expert, but you're being an expert because, you know, you're maybe for one of different reasons, but your wisdom is, you know, more than somebody else in so many ways. Exactly. And because, you know, the definition of an expert is someone who knows more by their training experience or um, life experience than the average person. So, you know, if you're working 40 hours, okay. If you're a business owner, you're probably working 80 hours a week in your business. You've got expertise in that. Um, If you've gone, you know, been a parent of little ones, you've got a whole lot of expertise compared to other people. So share, share that out there. And if we can be of any help to you, just like I said, go back to interview valet with a V.com forward slash relationships rule. And I'll put, you know, a free copy of the book there, that guide that we talked about, 
um, how to promote yes. and uh, repurpose your podcast. I'll put there that there also. And then also my calendar scheduling link. You know, if you want to talk about how you could leverage targeted podcast interviews to grow your brand, to grow your business, let's just grab on, jump on a call. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I appreciate that. We'll put all that in the show notes. And um, to my audience, thank you again for listening. We appreciate you. And if you like what you heard, please contact Tom and please leave a review. We appreciate that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.